po 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 boys. Po. Po 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 boys. Yo yo. It's the po 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 boys. Po po. Yo yo po 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 boys. Po po. Po 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 boys. It's the po po boys. Ah. I'm Pete. Very good. I'm Josh. I'm trying to channel, I'm trying to put myself at day four of Star Celebration because that's what we're talking about today. So, Because we're still stuck in a location (laughs) at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, sure. Are we we going to pull the wool over their eyes or are we going to be real about this? Listen, we've always been 100. We've always been straight shooters. And there's no reason for us to not be like that. So, listeners, we actually are recording our day four episode Mm -hmm. from our homes in undisclosed locations. We are back from Star Wars Celebration. This is our first episode back. Mm -hmm. But don't worry, you still have so many episodes ahead of you of Star Wars Celebration stuff. Like, probably another month worth of Star Wars Celebration stuff coming your way. This episode will air May 9th. Mm -hmm. May 9th. So by by now, you've seen Endgame. You know what's happening. Endgame's out. Detective Pikachu is not out yet. We're in the thick of Game of Thrones, but there's a family-friendly podcast, so kids, you aren't. Um, so I, I, we're, we're a few days out from, um, from day four of Star Celebration, which was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just trying to, you know, in order to more clearly articulate what we experienced that day, I'm trying to kind of go method, put myself back where I was that morning, that day. And to do that, I of course have to be very, very tired because we stayed up, we stayed up very late the night before because we got a big Big, big. Big interview. We had a big, big interview for Star Celebration. It's it was honestly one of the most hostile interviews that I, in my career, have ever had to deal with. Yes, but it was a big deal. We got we got a really big guest interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I know everyone's asking, like, oh, is it Christopher Sean? Oh, who they get? We got we got to get. We got to get. Oh, it's it's a it's a big one, and it and honestly, forward for you're. You. Probably and welcome new listeners to mm-hmm. the Po Boys podcast. I'm Pete. This is Josh. Um, you're here for the first time, probably because you heard of this big get. Because yeah. um, I'm sure you know you're an avid Star Wars fan. You've been listening to all the other podcasts who have been able to interview different people. Mm-hmm. None of them pale. In, they all pale in comparison to. I'll tell you this. I can promise you, it's an exclusive, and nobody else got them. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody else got them for sure. Po Boys. Nobody got yeah. them. Uh, um, is so it D and D from Game of Thrones? It is. We'll spoil it. It's definitely a twosome. We were up very late in regards to that interview. Um, you know, it's just something you got to do for the job. Got to remain dedicated. Price you pay. And then uh, you know, Pete and I kind of crashed pretty hard. Some harder than others. Well, I was woken up. Mm, six to eight times by uh, a very loud sleeper. I kept having to whack uh, with a poster tube. And then they'd be like, oh, oh, sorry, was I snoring? I wasn't snoring. And then they'd go back to sleep, and then they immediately start snoring again. So probably went to bed about 3. Probably got woken up for the first time about 6 a.m. Never really got back to sleep because I, I was. it was a race. I was in a race. It was a pod race of sorts where that's, uh, now that's I would pod have to whack Stop, 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 stop snoring. Oh, okay. And then I would have to race to get to sleep 
which I had not had in probably 30 minutes at this point before, you know, this un other uh, unnamed person, let's call him Peter, um, fell back asleep and immediately started snoring again. And I, I lost every time. So I was very tired for, for day four of celebration. Yeah, Josh is a very dainty sleeper and just Excuse a me, little I'm very freak. alert and dangerous. Good luck sneaking yes. up on me in my sleep. I'm like and John Wick. I'm a person that when I sleep, here's two things about Swole Boy Pete. One is that when I go to sleep, I'm not dreaming, all right? I'm in a fight for my life where people are coming at me left and right. So when you hear that snoring, that's actually my grunting coming through the dream cycle, a.k.a. Inception style. Oh, and the second curious. thing, too, is Josh and I... This is not natural for us. We are swole, but it's through intense design, and you need a lot of energy, and you need a lot of sleep. And um, I have to knock myself out multiple times just to get enough energy to get through the day with how um, intense our morning workouts are. And you saw Christopher Sean's on his Instagram. He did an abridged version of our morning workout. Yes. Um, and our, our morning workout could also be called our afternoon workout because it goes, does go that long. Long story short, I didn't get a lot of sleep. We stayed up late. Pete snored all night. I couldn't get back to bed. Uh, it was the last day. We wake up. It's snowing. Everybody in Chicago is snowing uh, um, as Chicago is wont to do. So we, uh, we definitely got a little sleeted on on our way there. Took a lift. Sleeted on. I think, we, I think we took a direct lift. Rather than, I'm pretty sure we did, rather than a... a no, pool. we didn't. We didn't, okay. But on the way back, we did, yeah. So, our last day at Celebration, um, pretty pretty big doings, because I finally get my time in the sun. <laughs> my time. <laughs> <laughs> and Long listen. overdue, Peter gets to go to episode 9 panel and cry, while I get to wait in line for the Stellar Celebration store, and not get in there in time to get a Land of Hawaiian shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, been clowned left and right this this convention. Uh, my time in the sun. It's been it's very. Snowing. It's been very interesting. Um, we listen to a couple of Star Wars podcasts. Um, just Dude. you know to know know your enemy basically. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because each of these podcasts will say like, you know, we were at celebration. Here's what happened, and I get such a kick out of these people that didn't get in any of them. So they have, like, no material. They're like, oh, we got to meet with such great friends. It's like, shut up. Like, you were there for the panels, <laughs> and you didn't never, get in. We're never going to make any Star Wars friends here. <laughs> we're never going to make any Star Wars friends. Oh, man. In hindsight, um, you know, since we're recording in the future, we can, we can point out. We went celebration. We had stickers. I think we gave away three. All of Christopher Sean. We have no, we gave, him, we gave them to one person said. Oh, yeah, one guy said, cool shirt. I gave it to yeah. him. So four to two people. Um, this is going to be like our big, like, oh, we're a podcast. We're sorry. I think we got one less follower out of it. <laughs> yeah, but we also... Our networking, utter disaster. Yeah, but our assistant, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Clevin. Clevin. Um, he also kind of, like, he thought just because we're at Star Celebration that he could not do his job, which is interacting with the fans, responding to the many emails that we get, and he didn't follow all the people that were liking us because we had a lot of people liking our stuff, um, but we just were not going the extra level being like, oh, you liked us. Let's follow you. Let's see what your you know Star Wars um, stuff is. 
we in fact started uh, muting more people because they were so annoying. <laughs> All but, the um, Star Wars never gonna get. So I, Mandalorian panel. Yep. This time it's Josh's turn. Very <laughs> exciting. I get to go to the big arena. I get to sit down in the big arena. I get to listen to the DJ guy play games for an hour. Me, DJ me, Elliot, me. Mark Daniels, and Warwick Davis. Sure. And Pete gets to go and hang out on the floor while no one's there. And Pete, for episode 9 panel, got a cool beanie. Yeah, cool episode nine beanie with and you've, X and, on it. And you've and seen I, that, listeners. Um, yeah, we posted that um, last week mm-hmm. on... The, no, actually, we posted that two weeks ago. We posted it in the past. Go back to celebration yep. time. And we'll probably post it again. I don't know. Who cares? So I'm like, oh, oh what am I going to get? Because freaking word is Galaxy's Edge panel got like a Coca-Cola shirt. So I... I'm jealous of that. Know. Are you truly... Well, I'm not, I'm not, I don't look good in red, but I do like free swag. Um, mm. As I kept saying to Josh over and over again, not like, oh, what's the trailer going to look like? Oh, who's going to be in the panel? I'm like, what free stuff am I going to get? Yeah, you really were, you were convinced, rightly so, that you were going to get free stuff. So Pete gets a hat, everybody at the 9 panel gets a hat. I show up at the arena and I'm giving like a little business card that's like, here is one Mandalorian buck. Redeem at the hotel. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is. Um, so I, that, that, that kept me company while I was waiting for the panel to start. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, DJ, yada, yada, fun and games. I didn't get picked for any of them. No big deal. Even though, I, you know, it was no big deal. I tried to kind of be more discreet. It was one of those things where if a po'boy ends up on stage, you know, there goes the panel. Nobody's going to want to hear anything about the Mandalorian if they got a po'boy to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, well, so do we want to do the Mandalorian panel first or do we want to do your thing first? Well, my thing is substantially more boring, so let's do mine. So, sounds good. When episode nine happened, Josh went to the Star Wars Celebration store, got some swag. Um, this it truly was not swag, I had to pay for it. No, you can pay for swag, that's not a thing. So, Josh went to the Celebration store. Um, this time, you know, it's Sunday, it's our last day. And we basically had done everything we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking, all right, what do I want to spend an hour and a half of my life doing? And it turns out it was going to the Oculus Rift demo for the Vader Vader Immortal game. So while Josh was waiting for that panel, and we got there, I I want to say like 930 maybe, maybe a little bit later. Um, I spent before 10. I spent an hour. No, I spent almost two hours in the Oculus Rift line. And this is again for Vader Immortal. It's this VR series they're coming out with. They had a panel for it. We didn't really cover it too much, but mm-hmm. uh, it's being written by David S. Goyer, who did some of the you know the Batman, Christopher Nolan movies, Man of Steel, involved with some of that. I think oh, some cool. Blade movies. And then um, they announced that. Drawing a blank. Maya Rudolph is is involved is, is is a droid in it. So it's a VR series. That's Interesting. Out soon. Okay. And they had a demo room. It was all glass, so everybody watching by could walking by could see you looking like a dork. Well, here's the thing on. that was really weird is you can see everybody do it right. You know, to mm-hmm. pr- provide publicity because the Oculus Rift isn't even out yet. It it comes out right. in 
like a month at this point. It comes out in like May or June. And Oculus Rift is out. I guess there's a new one. Yeah, well, the Oculus Rift was so popular because it's like very cheap. Um, I think it's like 300 or something like that. Um, it's sold out in the U.S. So the new one is the Oculus Rift S, and that comes out in the summer because there's the Go, which is 200, and then there's the Rift, which is 400. Hmm, news to me. So I wait there in line for you know like two hours. Um, the people are generally excited. Um, I actually one person I felt so bad for this guy. This guy was a Star Wars fan that was part of the crew. Mm. And he kind of looked like the guy, the stapler, the staple guy from um, Office Space. Oh, geez. And he was wearing his yellow, you know, Celebration crew shirt. And then his, like, supervisor walked up to him and was like, you can't be in this line. This guy had been waiting for an hour and a half to get to this exhibit. And he was like, no, 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 no. And he showed he had bought, purchased a Sunday pass. And the guy's like, no, we can't have crew members in line. That looks bad. And the guy was just, like, so, like, demoralized, but he just did it anyway because he's like, I waited in, you know, an hour and a half in line. I'm going to definitely go through this. So um, everybody was, you know, the people that were talking um, were very enthusiastic. Um, It seemed like nobody that I was in line with was, like, a oculus rift patron um so this was everybody's first time and i would imagine most of the people i was in line with don't have the funds or we're not going to purchase one so it was just basically like their first and only time to use this Hmm. so i used i i um it was a seven minute demo and the really it's insane at how cool it is um like you can't see anything around you once you put on the headset and it comes with headphones with it so like you you have no surrounding of the outside world you have to be like three feet all around you which is kind of difficult like if i were to purchase one there's not a spot in my house that you know is open enough for it um, like you have to basically have like a yoga studio or something like that in order hmm. to do it. Um, but you open up and you are in like a, to- like you're in a room where there's like a torture, like, um, what, what was that like torture chamber that like Poe was in, in episode seven? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, there's like one of those and this guy's like, come, you have this mission with, um, Lord Vader and he walks right up to you too. And I mean, maybe if I wasn't so short, it wouldn't be so intimidating. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like this Vader must have been at least six five. Wow. And I'm just looking up at him, and I mean, you can. And you're like, like Dad. You can literally, you can touch him too, and he'll he won't do anything. Like I kept, I kept going for his lightsaber, and then I also mm. kept doing this, like, come on, come on, like, you know, <laughs> with hand gestures, and you know, it's a program; it doesn't respond to any of that. Um, but then the bulk of it, so there's some interaction with the Vader, but the bulk of it is just this, you're in a training simulator. So it's the Jedi training, um, orbs. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you like have to, you know, um, shoot, you know, block them. Yeah. Yeah. Block them and send them back. Um, like the ones that were on the Millennium Falcon. And then there's also a, like fighter droid that has like a lightsaber. 
um, and then you have to block it and then hit it back. But the crazy mm-hmm. thing is at one point there's two or three of those lightsabers and two or three of the orbs coming at you at the same time. So you're like turning around and dodging and stuff. It's very cool. Hmm. Um, I have also seriously considered just purchasing it for that reason for the Vader game and because they've just been pushing all these ads about watching NBA on it, which looks pretty cool. But hmm. um, I, I was, I was pretty happy. I mean, it's only seven minutes, but it was, it was um, a gaming experience I've never experienced before, which was really, really cool. And it was primarily tutorial. Didn't you get too much into the story of it? No, no story whatsoever. And oh, okay. it wasn't even much, all that tutorial too. Like they. It's all relatively intuitive. Hmm. Like, there's uh, maybe six buttons, but I only use two of them. And when you, like, grab an item, you don't have to lock onto that item. Like, you hold on to it until the item's done. So, like, for instance, I had to hold on to, like, a cube and then press it from, like, three or four different angles. So hmm. then my hand, my thumb, like, my index finger was pushing them in, and then my other hand... You know, I could have held it if I wanted to, but I didn't really have to. And then with the lightsaber, you could drop the lightsaber if you wanted to. But then you could also hold the lightsaber with two hands or one hand, which is pretty cool. Nice. So that was, I mean, that game must be so expensive to produce. And I can't imagine it being super profitable. But time will tell. um, If they... It, it's definitely a game that uses all three, like it's a 360 immersion mm-hmm. for sure. It's not like a, you can sit down and just see things come at you. Hmm. Um, what would be really cool is if they did like a, f- a flight game with that. Oh if, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be, that would be insane if there's a game where it's just you in an X-Wing cockpit. So you get to sit down and then you can, you know, move around with it. And yeah. press different toggles and stuff. That would be insane. That'd be really cool. Yeah, that would be tight. So, well, that was my experience. I actually got to watch a little bit of the Mandalorian panel. I haven't even caught up on all of it yet. Hmm. But you and I, um, switching over to the Mandalorian, we had the same seats. We yeah, were in the we're same, in the section. same section. One twenty-seven. Represent. Uh, and this, I mean, Peter talked about at the episode nine panel having a seat free next to him. I mean, I had one seat free to the left of me and like three to the right of me. Like a dude was using a seat for his backpack. Um, as it, as you know, it got closer to that panel, it got more crowded and most of my section was full, but there were definitely some empty seats. But did you have those three seats. seats to the right of you free the whole time? Yep. That's so frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. Um, but I could definitely. I, I'm. I'm sure there are people who travel very far who would be upset to hear that. But I get like, look, I'm. We're at the point now where uh, we have been editing the episodes, so I've just listened to the day one episode, mm-hmm. where I am uh, less than thrilled, and I stand by all that. I do <laughs> still stand by all of that look because everybody's leaving celebration being like oh great positive fandom and i don't want people to conflate me being upset at the logistics of the convention with me being some sort of horrible fanboy uh-huh i truly just get annoyed at 
some of the lapses in running a convention. I guess it was a big thing, but I mean, you know, there's some frustrating stuff. And again, one of them is that these seats are empty. Granted, I mean, even even if they were just gonna let people line up, there's no way they're gonna have somebody walk through and check every single seat in that place. I mean, it's just, there's gonna be empty seats no matter what. But whatever, because I was in the panel, and as I said, it's my time to shine, baby. All right, so. My time to bask in the sun. Uh, and I'm very excited. I'm, you know, they're getting the crowd all pop, uh, you know, like jazz. And Kathleen Kent comes out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and everybody's screaming, screaming. And then I remember a little something. And what's that I see on the corner of my eye? Slithering its way onto the stage. Don't oh, say it's it. Johnny F. <sighs> Johnny F. In the flesh. I haven't seen this guy since, I believe. It was Carl Withers' New Year's Day brunch that he yeah. and I were both at. And every time I see him, I every time I see him, every time I see him, every time I see him, I fool myself. I'm I'm an optimist. I know it, it listeners to this podcast, if you've listened to the day one episode, you know I'm an optimist. You have a good attitude. And every time I see him, I think, Josh? You got to have mercy on people and you have to give him the opportunity to repent. You have to not give be toxic. Him, right. Give him the opportunity to apologize. You know, we're both older now. We're not young bucks we used to be. Give him the opportunity to apologize for his behavior at your dip party. Uh, and he didn't. And then he razzed me about it. He's like, bruh, 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 bruh. And quite frankly, I had to talk my good friend Carl Withers down from clocking him in the block right then and there. We're talking badly about my dip. So anyway, Johnny F shows up. Yeah, it was the uh, worst part. It was honestly the worst part of the whole thing. Is yeah, yeah. I had the block until you said that. I completely forgot he was involved in this project. Yeah, I mean, I knew intellectually, but emotionally, I guess I just wasn't quite prepared for it. But luckily, I I really do think I think Johnny F is responsible for the resistance panel being on Monday and us missing it. I think Johnny F is responsible for Pete and I getting separated in the panels we got into. Mm -hmm. I do think that Kathy, good friend Kathy, Kathleen Kennedy, I think she probably knew that if she just walked out on stage with Johnny F, Poe Boys, Poe Boy Nation, the whole lot, we were about to book out that arena. I mean, I saw people to my left, to my right, were getting out of their seats. And they were staring at me, taking, looking for my cue as a leader in the stars community and in Poe Boy Nation. We were, we were ready to roll. And then, of course, Kathy knows me. Kathy, you doll, brings out Dave Filoni. Very good friend. Love him to death. True visionary. And everybody calms down. They look at me. I give them the kind of Lando two-finger wave. Everybody sits down. We're good. We let them talk. You know, Johnny F. blabs a little bit. And then Filoni, like, lays on. I was like, no, actually, this is what's up. It was very cool. And then, um... So who else else was on the... So the panel, it was Kathy, Johnny F. No. Kathy was just there for the introduction and then left. Really? Okay, so she... And there was no moderator. Really? Okay. There was no moderator. No moderator, huh? And then Dave and Johnny F. just talked for a while. Uh, I don't know if I'm remembering the events, the order of events specific. No, I think they did bring out the cast. So Dave, Johnny F, and then they bring out Gina Carano, uh, Pedro Pascal, and Carl Weathers. Very cool. Very cool seeing those folks. Um, 
and uh, they kind of chatted with them briefly, and then they showed, they were like, all right, cutting off the live feed, and they showed a, a quick little mm, two to three minute behind the scenes reel. Uh-huh. It had, Interesting. Up front, it had about a 30 second scene, nothing too substantial, just kind of mood, tone, aesthetic. Um, and then it was like, boom, 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 quick little interview snippets here and there, you know, stormtroopers, a little bit of action. Um, so that was cool. And then, you know, everyone's like, oh, all right, that's what we're getting, clap, clap, clap. And then they go and they do some interviews. We get kind of introduced to the, the characters. Pedro Pascal, they're just calling him the Mandalorian. Got no name. Mm-hmm. Um, just just the Mandalorian. Everybody just calls him the Mandalorian. That's I'm curious if we're going to see handle. his face. As am I. As <laughs> At am I. any point. Yeah, I, I think... I think I got to imagine his identity, his face, his look, all that will kind of be a, a thread going forward in the episode. Though, for all I know, they'll show it episode one. Who knows? But they didn't show it at anything in the panel. But uh, Gina Carano's character is named... Um, Cara Dune. Dune. Cara Dune. And Carl Weathers' character is named Grief something. Grief Karga. There you go. Um, so we learned that Cara Dune is an ex-rebel shock trooper, which is very cool. Um, they had concept art. They showed a picture of her with a very big gun. It seems like... Have we seen Shock Troopers before? Uh, not in the, not in the films or anything. Maybe in the comics or, or in Battlefront or something like that. Uh-huh. Essentially a rebel with a minigun. Oh, uh, we learned, we learn it's about five or six years after Return of the Jedi. And they kind of talk about the idea being once the revolution is over, it's never, it's never clean. There's still mess to clean up. There's still an imperial remnant they don't talk about it being the first order i mean it it seems pretty conclusive that it's that's it's remnants of the empire still kind uh-huh. of clinging to what appeared to maybe be at more out of the way systems um that are you know outside the jurisdiction of the new republic or something like that i mean mm-hmm. it, you know light on the specifics but it seemed to very much be this idea that there were still a remnant of the empire that was going to be a major threat and them trying to kind of cling to power would would be a thing throughout this episode or throughout this series so that was cool we learned that grief uh call with his character grief cargo cargo carga carga yeah grief carga is the head of a bounty hunting guild that's exciting um he and- I, I was watching the live stream and he <laughs> started screaming unions star wars yeah, has yeah. unions let me tell you i one of my big takeaways from this Mark it down here. Hot take. I think Carl Withers is going to be a darling to the Star Wars fandom. He seemed so jazzed. I mean, the whole cast obviously seemed super excited. They all seem awesome. Uh, he, in particular, just was like incredibly enthusiastic. Kept talking about how blown away he was by the fans and all this stuff. And just he, he seemed like a very likable guy. I can definitely see Star Wars fans getting very into him and as a personality. And, you know, hopefully his character is also good, I'm sure. Well, the same uh, thing for Gina Carano, too. She posted oh yeah. Oh yeah. on her Instagram how, um, like, excited and, like, just super, super grateful she was. Because mm-hmm. her background is she's been doing action movies. Yeah, she's she's a martial artist. She does Muay Thai, I believe. Um, like, she's legit. She's she an MMA correct. fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, she's used to crowds, but <laughs> I guess she's not used to crowds that, um, don't want her to beat somebody up 
or right exp- or don't want her to get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she was very very excited. Pedro pass. I mean Pedro. Um, I mean he has seen these crowds before. Has the hearts and minds of the people. He's yeah. He's, I think he's won over fandom at large with Game of Thrones already. Yeah, and I mean he <laughs> he had a couple snafus. Um, and his yes, he 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 made fun of he the they took questions off of Twitter, which was kind of a it kind of dragged a little bit at that point. They were fairly like low ball questions or or slow ball questions. But what um, color is your lightsaber? If it was yeah, a lightsaber, was, what's your um, favorite ship? Like shut up, nobody cares. One of the questions was what makes Mandalorian unique. And Dave Filoni was like, I'm not telling you anything. And then Pedro was like, let me take this. It's the first live action Star Wars TV show. You know, it's not like a cartoon. And Cut I would say, you know, say there's 8,000. turning on him. Yeah, how, how was that when he just... It was, was, it was awkward. Yeah? <laughs> it was like a collective, like... Um, yeah, like you had a collective cry with episode nine where everyone's like, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. Uh-huh. And then with Pedro Pascal in this panel, the audience had a collective uh, finger in the shirt collar, tug, 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 wipe away forehead sweat. Yeah, that's hilarious. He, was quickly, he, he backpedaled it. I, I know he didn't mean anything by it. It didn't seem like, but uh, that was <clears throat> that was pretty funny. But yeah, we got that behind the scenes reel, which was very neat. So that was that was it for the that was it for the panelists. It was yes, just Dave. It was um, that other guy. Yeah, other guy and then those three actors. Okay. Pascal. Okay. So they do that, and then they started talking about um, how cool it is to work at Lucasfilm. Oh, what was that real like? I I don't remember anything. <laughs> did they show? Did they show the directors? Yes, yes, okay. that was part of the reel. Yeah, they talked about talking about TT, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, Rick, I, I'm blanking on his last name, guy who directed Dope and was supposed to direct The Flash for a hot second. Uh-huh. Uh, his last name starts with an F. Um, there was other another female director, I believe. Um, from Jessica they, Jones. Right, 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 right. And then uh, Dave Filoni is, of course, directing some episodes, and they kind of framed that... Um, that crew of directors that, that was they framed it the they framed it this as like don't worry everyone dave filoni is taking care of this whole project it's yeah. gonna be great and it's just like i i mean i'm super curious on like how the inner workings of a team work for directors mm-hmm. because you know if you're a good director you're not going to notice a stylistic change episode to episode so it makes sense well, it that they're all a team you, as a director do you want there to be a stylistic change you know do you want that episode to have a unique flavor, or are they going for a uh, uh, a unified show tone, which they didn't really speak on? They didn't really talk much about the directors. No, they're they're basically the just showing, like, hey, we you know went to the free agency of directors. Here's our all star cast. Um, you're gonna like it. Not yeah. And honestly, you know that's what happens when you take big names and mm-hmm. take a diverse set of names too. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Definitely. Definitely. Um, it's, it's cool to finally see some more representation behind the camera, uh, at least in these live action shows, given the um, fairly monolithic creatives that have been put in charge of uh, the film. So that was cool. And the, I mean, the behind the scenes drill was cool. It was just very like, boom, 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 boom. There wasn't a lot of specifics I grabbed onto in terms of imagery or anything like that. 
Um, that was cool. Then they, yeah, like I said, they took some fan questions from Twitter and they talked about using miniatures and they're using a miniature for the ship, for uh-huh. the Mandalorian ship, the name of which I, of course, have forgotten. Pretty much forgot what it looked like. It it's, didn't look they, super cool. They describe it as an old military surplus gunship. I believe it's supposed to be like silver. Gosh, I'm, it's some kind of blade or something, man. It really, so I mean, in terms of, in terms of the name of the ship, in terms of the ships, like it, I was actually kind of underwhelmed because I watched the grainy version of this. <laughs> um, and I kept expecting like, oh, are we going to get, you know, um, slave, was it slave one? Mm-hmm. You know, are we going to get that and Boba Fett's ship? Yeah. Yeah. Because we never saw like any of we never saw any ship like Slave One when Rebels went to Mandalore. I mean, the and, Razor Crest. Okay, the Razor Crest is the mm. Mandalorian ship. Yeah, but it's such a you know the Slave One is such a cool ship. It is, but our, I mean honestly, so are straight up Mandalorian fighters, which you get in in Clone Wars and in Rebels. I was a big fan of of those ships and that Lego set. Uh, but so they get into the ship and talk about using miniatures, and they talk about um, I want to say it was Gary Knoll, but I don't remember some one of those kind of luminaries over at Lucasfilm building a rig like they did in the old days for New Hope in the original trilogy, where you can shoot background and then you shoot the miniature and you match it up and it makes it look like it's flying and all that stuff. And so they showed some test footage of that and kind of the different passes the camera has to do and all the elements they put together to practically show a ship flying and that was pretty cool and people there were pretty excited about that i mean it was is I'm, I'm pretty into the the filmmaking side of it so that was neat um more questions from twitter and then uh they're like all right everybody your little ticket is actually a poster and they showed the poster on the big the poster's screen. really it was, cool it is it's, it's probably a silhouette of the mandalorian in a doorway it's probably my second favorite poster of the weekend yeah um so they're like, oh, you're getting a poster, at which point um, mm, we'll call it a fourth of the audience just starts to leave. To go get no, the, are you serious? Yeah, a whole bunch. And then John Favreau's like, all right, and we'll take this opportunity to say goodbye to the audience at home. Specifically, say the audience at home. Goodbye, goodbye. Thank you for yeah, watching. I was, I was there for that when they said and, goodbye to the audience at home. Well, the audience there in person also just started to get up and leave. So at that point, like a third of the people are leaving. And then they cut the feed and then John Favreau was like, wait, you wait, wait, wait. We have something to show you. <laughs> uh, and they showed us a full, I don't know, five, seven minutes of Mandalorian, two full scenes. Uh, and then a very quick, probably one minute sizzle reel, you know, boom, 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 bunch of cool shots and stuff. Um, and then, so I've, I, and then, then, you know, there, there are, uh, pretty horrible quality videos of it out there. They had people working there trying to get people to turn their phones off. Oh, really? Uh, not trying that hard, I guess. I um, mean, I definitely saw it. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was pretty neat. And then at the end of the footage, they came back out and they rolled the very last portion of it again. They said they didn't have time to replay the whole thing. So they just played the last little sizzle reel there. Um, and it was pretty neat. I mean, you, um, I don't want to, I don't, I don't feel like going that much into it. I don't know. I don't want to be 
too lame, but you know, you guys are gonna see it eventually in a cool avenue. But I'll say that you see, you know, kind of how the suit moves, how the suit looks, how Pedro looks in the suit, how he sounds, how he interacts with people. You get a sense of the aesthetic and stuff. It um, it definitely reminded me of Jetta uh, City. On oh, Rogue really? One okay. In terms of just like, not so much aesthetically, though there is certainly a, a similar mm, desert-ish, maybe. I mean, but it's like a booming sort of market village type place. A lot of detail in the foreground and the background, things going on. Cool creatures. I mean, it looked like a film. It looked like a movie. If you went to see the newest Star Wars movie, and you'd seen what I'd seen, you wouldn't have thought twice about it being a movie. You wouldn't have been like, oh, this was made for TV. Well, it so very good. It did release a couple plot points, which aren't huge spoilers. We know mm-hmm. the general basis of what the show is about. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just say from here on out for the rest of the episode, we'll go slightly more into that. And if you don't want to hear it, just stop listening now. And, and this far. And then from here, we'll, we'll kind of dabble a little. I'm not going to go hard spoilers, though. I don't th- there really isn't that much you can spoil. But we got a vague idea of, of what's going on with the plot. Yeah, so we know that basically the Mandalorian's part of a bounty hunter's guild. Led and by that, Carl Weathers. Led by Carl Weathers, a grief carga. And that they operate on, like, chips. The they operate on, like, chips. Like, you take a chip and you're like, that's my bounty. Yes, which is um, a kind of nice little tie-in to an episode of Clone Wars. Oh, really? Where they're, I don't know if it's necessarily chips, they're sort of cards, I think. But there's, uh-huh. there's, a, similar, there's a similar system that goes on in an episode of Clone Wars. Interesting. So I we, appreciated that. So the whole trailer is basically predicated on... The Mandalorian needs a big job or wants a big job, and he is well, somebody needs a big job. Yeah, done. And, and so they try and talk the Mandalorian into it. Yeah, and then he goes and has a meeting, and it seems like the first season's just related to that. I mean, maybe it's job by I mean, job. It seems like maybe the first episode. I imagine. Also, do we even know how many episodes it's going to be? On IMDb, it says that Pedro Pascal is in eight episodes. And all okay. the other actors are confirmed in one, so interesting. Okay. Eight, okay. eight at least. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, but that's interesting. And then um, we know that Carl Weathers is the head of the guild. We know that Cara Dune is a rival bounty hunter, maybe in the guild, maybe not in the guild. Hmm. Uh, they didn't say anything about that at the panel, so I don't know. But she's, I mean, she's certainly a bounty hunter. I mean, the show's about bounty hunters. They didn't say anything about that in the panel. Um, and then some actors that are also in it. Um, we have... Yeah, Carlos Pizzito, Werner Herzog. Um, Nick Nolte. Those were two we saw footage of. Nick Nolte wasn't in any of the footage. Emily Swallow. And Omid um, Ambati. He was who, in there as well. He was in there, yep. Um, Werner Herzog seemed pretty good in the like grainy version I saw. Um, so we have, um, those three, we have those characters. We, we see Omid Abati and we see Werner Herzog in the, Mm. in the, um, trailer itself. Yeah. Is there anybody else named other than that? Uh, not that I know of. So basically if I'm going to give you a gist of what, what we saw, the job involves 
hunting down a person, a thing, a living thing. Werner Herzog is part of this Imperial remnant, I'm led to believe. And he tasks him with hunting down what sounds like an experiment or something. He gives the Mandalorian a portion of a gene code and a tracker. He doesn't tell him what he's tracking. Okay. He just gives it the last known location and a tracker and a portion of a gene code and says, go for it. Um, there's a part where some stormtroopers pop in and the Mandalorian draws his weapons. Never shoots anything. We don't see any action, but he draws his weapons, one of which is that very long rifle. Oh, really? All the okay. Way back from the Star Wars Christmas special. And the other, there's a pistol. So it's pretty cool seeing him doing the one hand rifle thing and the pistol thing. Uh huh. Um, that was pretty dope. And that's pretty much, and then I, you know, he leaves and it ends. And then we see boom, 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 bunch of clips. Um, the one, the big one for me was, and now I'm getting conflicting reports about whether it actually is his character or not, but there is an IG-88-esque droid that we see in action. I think it's IG-88. I think it's confirmed. I've heard that it could be IG-11, but who knows? They didn't uh, name it. Okay. Um, uh, they also talk about how there was a scene that they needed a bunch of stormtroopers and they had all the uh -huh. stormtroopers in the budget like that they were budgeted for all dressed up and they're like yeah this isn't this isn't the right effect this isn't really like dramatic enough for what we're going for and so they actually went and called the local chapter of the 501st legion oh it was the local chapter guys, mm -hmm, who dress up like uh stormtroopers and stuff and, and they go the to like hospitals chapter, and stuff mm -hmm, and the local chapter there out in california will like go to events at lucasfilm like at parties or banquets and kind of stand around. So they're used to getting calls about like, hey, come on out here. So they call up the local chapter. They don't tell them what it's for. But again, they call them before. So it's, you know, it's not entirely a regular sound like. And they're like, yeah, come come out here. We need you guys for tomorrow. And so there's just a bunch of stormtroopers show up. And they're like, oh, by the way, you're in the Mandalorian. <laughs> Uh, and Dave and that's and insane kind of about, yeah watching them on set and watching them react to the sets and to the props and all this stuff like, oh yeah they really wow. like that nice <laughs> nice and he made a joke about like oh yeah when I was a kid like the dream was like oh if only I could have something that was screen used if only and it's just like yeah every person who showed up from 501st walked away with screen used armor yeah that's crazy and they, I mean they were in the show and the, you know, the whole cast was talking about how impressed they were and how realistic. And Dave kind of was a little bit like, you know, I mean, half the time these guys' suits look better than ours. And yeah. Very well, they put cool. more so, effort into it. Yeah. And they had to sign an NDA. And uh -huh. they took a picture of all of them with their helmets off and the cast and the crew and stuff. But they're like, oh, no, you can't have this picture. <laughs> oh, really? And they're like, yeah. No. So it was months ago. But now and now they're like, OK, we can finally now we can finally send this picture to them. Huh. That's insane. Well, I mean, you don't get to see most of the stormtrooper, you know, the five of first stormtroopers heads, you know, mm -hmm. when you're walking the, the floor stage because people are just posing for pictures. I mean, yeah. Josh was trying to get beat up by multiple stormtroopers. Yep. But I would imagine that there's just, a, you know, 50 of them that just have this stupid grin the whole <laughs> yeah, the yeah. whole weekend. I wonder if they got invited to the panel specifically. That'd be pretty cool. That would be cool. Oh, the Mando Mercs were there in force. Really? Okay. Which is oh, like that's really cool. Jury. That's they really were all cool. On the floor, there was like two dozen of them in a clump together on the floor. I'm like, how did all you guys get in here and all in the same section? But also, I'm thinking about it now. They never checked what section I was in. 
No, no, no. They did well, check for the floor, though, actually. I saw people trying to get on the floor. I think they checked for being on the floor, but as far as the arena, nobody checked what section I was in. Uh-huh. I listened to the rules because I'm a good boy. I'm a swole boy. I'm a nice boy. Play boy. But they didn't check. Um, they were going crazy. That was that was cool. And uh-huh. They said that all the 501st people knew pretty well how to like do the body language and stuff of Stormtrooper. Like They really didn't have to give them much direction. They had it down, so... Very cool. So that was another. Well, it's also another like for tidbit. for that too. I mean, if you're a stormtrooper, you're just getting mowed down, right? Like, you know, <laughs> probably. Like you're getting mowed, you're getting mowed down. You're getting like, um. Oh my gosh, what's the what's the voice for when they get like shot or hit oh, the by Wilhelm an scream. Sorry, the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. Or <laughs> no, yeah. that's not that's not it. But I'm did, sure they're very good at it. I did pretty much immediately you know, crippling empath that I am, the first thing I thought of was, like, you know there was someone in 501st that was like, no, I'm not going to go out to Lucasfilm the day after you go. It's like 8 p.m. I'm not going to be able to make it tomorrow. No way. This is a bridge too far. And then everybody comes back and they're like, uh, we can't tell you what we were there for. Or, like, like, their wife, their wife, their wives are, like, kids are like, no, you can't go. You have to go to like <laughs> little Susie's volleyball game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now that person's screaming. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. That's really no, cool. No, it's not. It's horrible. No, no, no. The anyway, 501st going. So that was very exciting. That was very exciting. It was a very cool panel. The poster was very exciting. Um, and so, yeah, at this point, you know, our Sunday, we had our Sunday planned out pretty well. Everything going according to plan. Um, I don't know if we're going to get into the Christopher Sean thing. Maybe save that for next episode. Yeah, I think so. Our photo op with him. But the plan was, yeah, we, we had the plan pretty cut out for the last, last day. It was going to be pretty chill. We show up. I go to the panel. Peter wanders around. Go to Christopher Sean photo op. Head out. Catch our planes. Yeah, that's not what happened. That's not, not what, what not, happened. That's not what happened whatsoever. Or better or worse, not what happened. Go ahead and tune in next week to find out all next about that. Next week on Po' Boys. Yeah. War! No, I can't then, do the voice. <laughs> Next week on Poe Boys. 